Hello everyone, welcome to my channel, A Mindful Career. This is Daniel. I have been running a career coaching business in Singapore, Hong Kong, and mainland China for the past six years. In this channel, I talk about career development skills and also interview other career coaches, HR, working professionals from different industries. You will also get the first-hand information about talent acquisition and human capital development from other business leaders. Thanks for listening, and let's begin our show. Great.、Uh, welcome to the new episode of Mindful Career.、Uh, thanks for joining me and my guest today,、uh, Mr. Hu Yang. We actually know each other back in the days. I think 2014, 2015, sometime around that, right? So I will leave the story、uh, later. But I want to、uh, introduce Hu Yang to our audiences and、uh, um, to ask him to talk about his experiences, his career in Southeast Asia and China. Welcome, Hu Yang. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, thanks, Daniel, for inviting me to the show.、Uh, yes, we know each other long time ago, and it's really glad we have a chance to catch up with each other and share some experiences with the audience, right?、Uh, so basically,、uh, I came to Singapore like、um, many years ago under the scholarship program.、Uh, I finished my education、uh, in Nanyang Technological University with a bachelor degree in civil engineering. However, after graduation, I realized that's not the career I want to pursue、uh, after graduation. So、uh, basically, I make a career change. I was unemployed for six months post graduation, <laughs> and、uh, I have to borrow money from my friends, you know, to pay for my、uh, to pay for my rent.、Uh, fortunately, I was able to get an interview with Uber、um, in January 2015 and、uh, successfully become the. Number five employee in Uber Singapore office.、Uh, I was with Uber for three and a half years,、uh, doing things in operations, products,、uh, and、uh, a lot of、uh, growth as well.、Uh, so I think in、uh, March 2018, Uber was acquired by our competitor Grab.、Uh, after that, actually, I was I got an offer from Grab. It's a similar position of what I did in Uber. However, I realized the scope was much smaller. It's basically. <laughs> Like what I did like a year ago,、mm. and、uh, I didn't. There's no learning like from that position, so I decided to、um, pursue something more challenging. And back then, I actually a big fan of this、uh, app called Quizhou. It is a、uh, actually second largest、uh, short video community app in China,、uh, with over four、uh, hundred million monthly active users.、Um, and、uh, I just realized they're actually expanding overseas market, and there's a、uh, there's a job opportunity. So I approached、um, their. I approached my manager and I talked to to I talked to her, and luckily I got、uh, this job of becoming their、uh, global business manager. So basically, basically what I did is、uh, I was in charge of operations and marketing for Philippines market.、Uh, I managed to increase their daily active users by ten times, but once again the user base was very small compared to what they have in China. Uh, and also, I was in charge of a strategic partnership in Southeast Asia.、Uh, I initiated the partnership with Google for product integration.、Um, however, at that point of time, I think Quizhou had some doubts about their overseas business strategy, right? Because they have a fierce competition with、uh, TikTok in the domestic market in China, and they don't have like that much capital to invest in overseas market, especially. They are expanding all over the world, including、uh, North America, South America, Southeast Asia, and Europe. So they decided to stop the operations、um, in Southeast Asia. So our whole team, which is around、um, seven seven people,、uh, disbanded the whole team 
and they relocate us to different other teams. However, that was not in alignment with my career planning. So I, was, I actually declined the offer and think about my next step. Um, and just at that time, I realized, actually, I found quite a show um, was very good at building the product and you know, uh, growth hacking, but they are in a lack of management experiences and they are in, in a lack of sense of that management. And I think this is a very typical problem for the startup companies in China. Um, I think for the Silicon Valley companies like Uber or like Airbnb or like other companies I was familiar with because, you know, the management philosophy was developed in, in US and in Europe. So even though the company grow like 10 times, 100 times, they can still catch up with management skills. But this is not the case for China companies. And I was really eager to learn how to build a strong management culture. Uh, you know, if I come back to a startup environment again, and you know, which company had the strongest, you know, management skills and, you know, most famous for culture, like in the China TMT landscape, <laughs> for sure, that is Alibaba, right? So basically, uh, there's not much thought for me. Uh, I interviewed with, with Alibaba and then I got this offer as a um, product operations manager um, uh, in, in, the, in uh, this app called Flaggy. So basically it's an OTA, online travel agency app, uh, something like similar like uh, Bookings or like Expedia. Uh, it's, it's like the third largest uh, OTA app in, in China. Uh, I was in charge of uh, 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 user operations, uh, product operations. And uh, let's think, I think uh, later, uh, after half a year, there was a change of scope. I was transferred to Alipay Global, and, but in a similar uh, role, basically also in charge of uh, user operations. Uh, and also during a period of time, I realized actually um, because I didn't come from a business background and I always want to be equipped with the business mm. knowledge because at the end of the day, uh, regardless of what industry we are in, you know, we talk about TMT, high tech, or we are in a very traditional or retail industry. It's all about business, right? Uh, especially if someone wants to, you know, move along the corporate ladder, you know, become a senior executive, you need to have the management knowledge. So this is when I started to apply for uh, MBA and luckily I got an offer from Institute. Uh, and also after I left Alibaba, there was a gap in between my uh, previous job and the start of my MBA school. So I then took a three month internship with this venture capital company called GGV Capital. Uh, they are a global venture capital firm with a set under management of um, $6.2 billion. They invested in a company uh, like um, uh, Alibaba, Baidu, and also Airbnb. I think Airbnb went public. Uh, yeah. Last yeah, last night yes, <laughs> I think they, they made some money from there <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, and uh, also DD Slack, I think they invest a lot of uh, like unicorns and also uh, very famous um, internet companies, right? Uh, yes, and I learned a lot from that, that experiences. And I was thinking of actually uh, making a career change from um, you know the industry to actually the venture capital. Uh, yeah, after graduation. So that wow. is my situation. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Wang, for the very comprehensive uh, introduction. And I, I, I think our audience can tell that you have rich experiences, especially I think in the TMT space. So we'll dive into, you know, different segments of that experiences. And you also talk about yeah. MBAs and PEVCs, right? We'll dive into that yeah. as well. I just feel like there's so much to, to talk about. I want to bring time back to you know 2014 2015 that we met i remember it was really one of these uh 
Singapore founder, one of the, the founders uh, party, right? So I think that's how we met at one night. And uh, uh, you shared exactly. with me about, uh, luckily, I think they recently sold their company to, 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 another, to another company. Yeah, so, so it just seems like time really flew. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I remember that time you shared with me about your experiences in China uh, doing your gig with, uh, with Tencent, right? And also yeah. that time you were also working on uh, you know, Uber's competitor, right? If we, we compare yeah. the companies, right? Easy Taxi, right? So uh, I, I think Easy Taxi later, short after that, uh, they exited, right? Asia, I, I believe, right? So then that, that's how you started your career uh, with yeah. Uber. Did you, I mean, you share with us about, you know, that kind of gap, right? Six months gap, you were, you were searching for opportunities. Um, would yeah. you say that the experiences in, um, in, in China and also the experience in Easy Taxi uh, help you in some way land a job in, with Uber? For sure. Uh, that's a very good question. I think it's going to be 100% helpful, actually. So actually, this is a very good question. Something like I would like to share with students who are still in school and uh, maybe students who are thinking of, you know, um, they want to make a career change, though they are unsure about their future directions, right? So basically what I learned from my own experiences is that I made that choice too late, right? Like normally you should start doing, explore all types of uh, job opportunities or internship opportunities since the start of school, maybe starting from year one and, uh, you know, try maybe three to four internships during your school time. That first helps you to determine which industry you want to work in in future. Because when you hear about those positions in, in, from, you know, the website or from the JD, it's really, you know, just description. You never work in that environment. So you need to taste it yourself. That's, that's number one. Number two is uh, for the undergraduates, I think sometimes when you go for full-time job, um, your, what you studied didn't really matter a lot. Mm. But what you actually accumulated those experiences from your internship actually matters a lot to the future employer. So this is how you should build a resume uh, by doing those internships. Uh, and for me, you know, unfortunately, I was that kind of um, student who didn't, ha- who didn't realize this early. So I only have one internship in school, uh, which happens in the later half of my year three uh, in the university. And it is like school mandatory internship. So I have to do it. Uh, I didn't do any extra. And I know one of my friends who actually did seven internships in school. And before graduations, she always skilled offer, um, actually multiple offers. So yes. So basically then after graduations, I, I suddenly realized, you know, construction business, basically this is what I studied. It's really something I, I hate, actually. Uh, I don't like to work on the site. I don't like to talk to to the workers. Uh, I don't like to sit in the office, you know, looking at the blueprints all the time and do all the calculations, right? That's not what I wanted. And uh, I realized given a past background, uh, it's very hard for me to make that career change, right? So actually that six months gap, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of some expense uh, for, 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 my, um, for the learnings that really comes late into my life. And then, um, so basically my strategy is because I don't have experiences, so I'm willing to work for uh, any internship opportunities like that fits into, my, uh, fits into my interest for free, actually. So basically when I worked in Tencent or when I worked for Easy Taxi, uh, it's very minimal pay, like, all, like almost free. And uh, those are really helpful. 
and also I feel like when you approach those companies as an intern, uh, they wouldn't uh, have the same bar, you know, as a full-time as a full-time employees, but they will give you the opportunity opportunities and give you the access to the company resources, which you can learn a lot from uh, the company's knowledge base, from your project, and from your managers. And also because of the opportunity of working in Easy Taxi, right, uh, with Xianggan, which is a common friend of us, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, because of that, because of that opportunity, because back then in 2014, there weren't that many web sharing companies uh, in in the, in the in the market yet. And because of that, uh, I think the Uber HR was very interested in my in my resume <laughs> because she she thought I have a very very relevant experiences and would be a great fit for Uber. And because of that, I was able to get an interview from 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 Uber. And uh, and then you know you know the rest of the story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rest is history for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's really inspiring story. I feel a lot of um, you know students, if you think about because of the pandemic, right? They may face difficult um, time, right? So maybe it's very challenging for them to find a full time job. Yeah. I always encourage them to take this as opportunity to actually learn something, right? To in- to enrich their experiences, right? Similar as what you what you mentioned, I feel. A lot of times, even though, you know, you feel very desperate to, to get a job, but actually, um, you know, there are so many things you can, you can learn along the way, right? So before you actually land a job, uh, it's really building, um, you know, having, having those kind of building blocks, right? Having that kind of internships, having that experiences, sometimes even unpaid, right? It's just to, just to exactly. accumulate that kind of experience is really critical. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think Uber is really an interesting company, Anna. You're number five in Singapore office, right? That's that's yeah. that's just so amazing and so interesting. And uh, maybe uh, you can share with our audiences your um, experience, and especially I think your learning um, for for the you know almost four years, right? I think three and a half years in, with with Uber. I think you know it's it's somewhat controversial, right, in terms of their cultures. Uh, so I, I I think you know as as a person who has worked with Uber for a substantial amount of time, uh, what's your yeah. kind of view and what's your learning there? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I'll start with, with the personal learning first, right? So I know Uber is a very prestigious company uh, and also it's kind of the largest uh, company in the red sharing industry so far. And uh, actually, if you think about my background back then, you know, I graduated from civil engineering and uh, I actually, but their first Chinese employee actually. And also uh, I had like only two internship experiences and I was able to became, become an operation coordinator for Uber. Uh, but actually after one or two years later, I realized the operations coordinator they recru- recruited are the people who have working experiences of at least one to two years working experiences from Goldman Sachs, from McKinsey, uh, and from, from, from banking industry, right? And, re- and that is when I realized how lucky I was to approach Uber in a very early stage where very few people know about Uber. So when I share to my friends, you know, I got this offer from a really, ex- like this, this exciting opportunity to work with Uber and they can't even pronounce Uber. And they <laughs> asked me what, they, what Uber is doing. And uh, after I described Uber's business model, they thought that was a taxi company. Mm. Yes, that was what my mother saw, what my father saw. <laughs> and 
yeah, they thought some, I'm some kind of uh, taxi driver <laughs> back then. <laughs> so that's, remember, that's the year of 2014, 2015, right? right Not many right. people know about Uber. Uh, so that is kind of learning, you know, um, if you want to enjoy the benefits of a high return, you have to have, to be able to bear some kind of risk. Uh, you know, because in the early stage, when Uber becomes bigger, everyone knows this company is promising, you know, it kept fundraising, it kept growing, then people want to join Uber, the bar for hiring becomes high and it becomes competitive. So the requirements for the candidates will also, write, will also begin to raise. So this is like, for me, I'm really, really lucky, you know, to, to become uh, the early employees. And number two, we talk about the cultures in Uber. I think, um, actually, during my MBA schools, I also talk with people from like Amazon or from Google. Uh, I realized there was a huge difference uh, in terms of culture and people um, for, those co for those companies who have business overseas. Basically, our culture in Singapore is very different from the culture in US. I know the newspapers have been put Uber's culture as toxic uh, in the uh, uh, US because of uh, all kinds of uh, scandals. Uh, but to be honest, in Singapore, uh, we, the culture is very harmonic. Uh, it's also kind of competitive because you have all the super talented people working with you. And uh, also we, we felt we, we were lucky because we got all the uh, resources we want, right? So in Singapore, we built this business of a car rental business that's not existed anywhere else uh, in the world. And the Uber actually invested around $1 billion into these businesses in Singapore. Um, and uh, I think, uh, the culture itself is super transparent, super flight. Um, I was able to talk to the country manager or even the regional country manager uh, anytime I want. Uh, I think the country manager had this uh, slot on his calendar where he encouraged everyone to book a one-on-one -on -one with him. Uh, I think on in the afternoon of Friday afternoon, um, and then you know share with him anything. And also, I have the direct managers, which uh, we have around two one-on-ones every week. One is about, you know, um, my work in Uber. What, what is my bottleneck? What's my problem? How do I feel about some projects? What I want to do in future? And there's one, one, one coffee chat is about my personal development. What I want to do in future. Uh, how can he help me? What kind of resources I need? So you can feel like this is, they really have a very employee caring uh, culture. And also uh, they give you a lot of uh, autonomy for you to do the things you want. Uh, and also, like speaking of other things, you know, for the typical Silicon Valley companies, they give you free lunch, uh, free snacks, free coffee, uh, everything. And back then, we have this uh, competition with Grab. So we want to do some kind of uh, competitive intelligence, right? So basically, you want to talk to their drivers, uh, trying to figure out what kind of incentive scheme Grab is offering to their drivers. So we were encouraged to take uh, Grab Taxi and then they will pay for the, those, those kind of rights. So those are very uh, beautiful days, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I, I really take, you know, your uh, message here as the, um, you know, opportunity, right? I feel, you know, a lot of times, especially I think in, in the tech industries, right? So, so the growth yeah. is really tremendous. Um, and uh, there are so many companies that are growing really fast compared with, you know, some other industries, right? So you will see that kind of, uh, reward personally, uh, you know, in terms of a career development. And I, I think there's also some sort of riding the wave together with the company, right? Because they have, yeah. um, you know, grow so much. So, so along the way you have, um, you know, a lot of exposures you wouldn't see in other 
more mature companies or in some other industries, right? So I, I do feel that's really um, very interesting time, right? So, so yeah. you know, I really brought a lot of memories to, to myself <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, yeah. I think, you know, very interestingly, since you also mentioned about, um, you know, you didn't want to become a civil engineer, right? Even though you studied that for your undergrad. Um, I also, I wanted to know, why does tech interest you, right? So there are so many other industries, right? If you don't want to be a civil mm -hmm. engineer, you can be so many other <laughs> professions, right? So, but, but why tech yes. industries? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it comes down to, that's a very good question, right? So I think when you pursue a career, you should think about fundamentally, first thing is think about your personal motivational factors, right? So for me, I realized that is first, I need to do something that fulfills uh, that like to, to me, it's my curiosity. I have a, I'm sincerely curious about the world, you know, what other people are doing, uh, how, what's, what are the kind of the logic of each industry um, and uh, to know the peoples about, you know, to, to work in this uh, civil engineering industry, you need to be very quantitative. You need to be very detail oriented. Uh, they don't require you to have a broad knowledge of everything. They need to become a specialist. Uh, and then I know that it's not the kind of path I want to pursue. And second, uh, I think I am driven by making an impact uh, in the world, right? And speaking of that, you know, if you want, if you work in the construction business, uh, you want to, let's say, establish a building or you want to, I don't know, like build a bridge, it's only going to take you maybe five to 10 years, right? It's going to be a long time. And uh, it's, it's very hard for me to perceive impact in that way. But if, you, if I work in the tech industry, especially I work mostly in the 2C to customers industry, I was able to make an impact to let's say a million, 10 million, or maybe like 100 million users, you know, um, maybe just like, you know, over half, six months. And uh, when, you know, in, just like uh, when I implemented the new product features, I can see how this uh, benefits my users, you know, uh, in a short period of time. And that really excites me, right? And number three is I really want to work with a diversified portfolio of people and uh, pe who are people who are smart and people who have experiences who can coach me. Uh, and this is what I realized about Uber because this red sharing industry never existed before the involvement of Uber, right? So basically you can't find anyone who has experiences in this industry. So what Uber did is they just hired a batch of super smart people from banking, from consulting. And smart people will figure out the solutions themselves. Just give them problems and they will figure out solutions. So this is what I enjoyed of working with Uber. We worked on problems unprecedented, right? Um, those problems, there's nowhere you can find solutions from the book. But then by brainstorming with the people you work with, and uh, we figure out the way to crack it. And then we built um, a, long, a long lasting impact. That is really something uh, I feel um, that motivates me, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And I think what's more, even more interesting is that you're not only working for in the tech industry, but also you have experienced some different settings, right? Based on experiences you have already shared with us, you have worked with, uh, you know, US company apparently, right? Uber is a US company. Yep. And also I think Chinese company, uh, quite sure they want to expand, right? So to, to Southeast Asia mm. or globally, uh, yeah, I, I haven't followed them for a while, but, but I, I know it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting kind of uh, setting, uh, especially I think what, you know, the, the, the other competitor uh, Bad Dance is doing right now. 
Um, and also you have worked in high quarter uh, for a big giant like Alibaba, right? So, so that's, yep. that's really interesting. I, I do want to hear your views um, in terms of comparison of the differences working in these different types of companies. What is your kind of, uh, uh, you know, views of the major differences if people are thinking about choosing employers, right? So who is the kind of suitable employers I, 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 I can look for? Yeah. That is a very good question. Uh, and that's also some question like I'm trying to figuring, I'm trying to figure out myself. Uh, uh-huh. Probably I would give you the, 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 the answer that's uh, very explicit. But from my observations, I think number one, I feel like um, the US companies are more people oriented. Like they value peoples and they invest in peoples. But for China's company, they use people as, you know, what do we call human capital assets, right? Um, they basically hire people. They want people who have experiences. They want people who can start work immediately. And uh, they want people who can contribute to the companies, but they kind of unwilling to invest it in developing that people. Uh, this is very different from consulting business, right? I think um, the other day I was reading some PCG report. They say they invested around $10,000 per employee for their, pers- for their development. Um, this is unlikely to happen uh, for the China's companies, right? Um, and, but for U.S. companies, just now, as I mentioned, you know, first of all, the, your employers, uh, your managers are willing to, to invest time in you, to develop you. Um, and also, actually, uh, their Uber will also provide all various kind of trainings. Actually, there was a new manager training. They work with a third party, which if you, if you were able to promote it to a manager role, they will give you, you know, all those videos, all those coaching sessions about how to become a better manager in terms of building your leadership skills, in terms of uh, engaging with your uh, subordinates, engaging you know, with other teams. They are teaching you all those kind of things. So once again, I feel like mm, the sense of, man- of building the management and the sense of providing manual trainings are more mature uh, in the US companies. That's number one. And uh, number two, I would say, uh, I, think, I think the, the path of, of, sorry, the, I think the speed of, of uh, Development, it's much faster in China. You know, China's market is super competitive, right? And uh, also it means the working pace in, in China, China's companies are faster than in US companies, right? Uh, like in the US companies, you have time for coffee chat, but that never happened in China's companies. You have to work uh, the typical 669, you heard about it. You're working from <laughs> 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, sorry, you work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and six days a week, right? Right. And sometimes we joke, we are working like 007. <laughs> Actually, yes, yes. And um, for the U.S. companies, I think sometimes they feel like there is always, uh, like there was always uh, barriers for information flow within different departments. So they encourage employees to talk to each other, even from different departments, right? Even you talk to another employee, cross-department employee for non-work staff, it's okay. They want you to do that. So I think that is something also different. And um, the third thing I would say is that um, I think the, the, the level of autonomy uh, they, they give to the employees are different. Um, for China's companies, I think most of the companies, uh, they develop strategies using a top-down structure, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, they do some market research and the senior uh, executives, they will make the decisions and that they will pass down the information all the way to the frontline staff and you just follow the decision and execute. 
but for Uber, I think mostly we use a middle of strategy. So basically it is like the operations manager or the marketing manager who actually know their customers, who know the drivers, and they will come up with the strategy. But once again, as I mentioned, because the people they hire the background from consulting from IB, so they are equipped with the strategic thinking. And then uh, they, they will convince uh, the senior levels and senior levels, of course, they were in charge of building the OKR, right? They know the, 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 the main objective of the company, you know, of this year. And we are trying to find that common ground to, to really develop all kinds of um, projects. And I heard from a friend uh, working in Facebook, they were more extreme. Actually, all their initiatives were developed from a bottom-up like structure. So I think that is uh, three differences as I observed so far. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel this topic uh, could, could really expand, right? In terms of a lot, a lot of times, I think people are talking about uh, different types of cultures. And, uh, you know, today we didn't talk about Baidans, right? So I think I heard a lot of stories about them yeah, and yeah. how they are very different as a Chinese company, right? So I think even though they, they still do like 996, right? As most companies in China right now do do yeah. that. Uh, but, but in terms of the, the autonomy, right, in terms of how they, they, they really want to hire the best people, uh, taking the kind of initiatives uh, to, to, to really uh, make impact on, on the end users. So I, think, I think a lot of companies are also evolving, right? So, so, um, so it's really quite interesting discussions. And I, I do feel, um, you know, for very, maybe like young professionals, a lot of times it's really about learning, it's about exposures, right? So, um, so, so I think even though different companies, they may exhibit different types of cultures, different types of working environment, um, there are so many uh, things you can learn from, from that experiences, right? I think you can exactly, definitely be, yeah. the, be, the, be the testimony for, for that. Um, I, I really hate I have to uh, stop this episode for now, but I do hope that we can uh, meet again in the future, and I will invite you again to talk about other career topics with our audiences. Thank you so much, Huyang. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks thank you. you. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode of the podcast, A Mindful Career. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I hope you will continue joining me for future episodes. Be sure to subscribe at Spotify or wherever you like to listen to my podcast. A mindful career. Follow me on LinkedIn, Daniel Y K N G, and you can see the upcoming events I will organize. See you there.